Exodus chapter 2. I want to thank Brother Abel for being such a great help on the media team. I want to thank God for him. Exodus chapter 2, verse 23 to 25. 23 to 25. After a long time, the king of Egypt died. The Israelites groaned under their slavery and cried out. Out of the slavery, their cry for help rose up to God. Verse 24. God heard their groanings and God remembered his covenant with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. God looked upon the Israelites and God took notice of them. I want to say that verse again. God looked upon the, and God took notice of them. I want to say that part of verse 24. He said, God remembered his covenant. God remembered. Lord, open the eyes of my heart and understanding. Lord, give me a word for your people. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. For this morning, I want to know, for use as a subject, God got it. God has got it. When we look through history, we have seen many tragedies and many crises that has happened in history. In the 1930s, we've seen a horrible crisis called the Great Depression. Money was lost. Jobs was lost. There was no food to be found. People were losing their jobs and things were looking very terrible. When we go to 10 years before that, the 1920s, a time of great illegal activity, sicknesses, and there was no one to fix that crisis. When we come to the 1940s, there were many tragedies that happened with the agriculture of America. When we come to the 1950s, there was illegal government things that are happening and things were trying to get fixed. When we come to the 1960s, we realized that there was a movement that was becoming together because there was a thing called Jim Crow and KKK. And that was the civil rights movement. When we come to the civil rights movement, it was a man, a young man by the name of Martin Luther King. He began to study at a place called Crozier, which was a seminary that he went to after graduating from Morehouse College. At that seminary, he began to learn from a man by the name of J. Pius Barber and learning from other mentors that were helping him along the way, like by the name of Dr. Samuel DeWitt Proctor. And he also was mentored by a man by the name of Howard Thurman and Gardner Taylor. As he was mentored by these men, they began to shape his mind on different facts and different philosophies and different thinkers and thought leaders. And as he begins to grow and learn all of these different things, he didn't want to just be an educated man, but he wanted to be a freedom fighter. As he was becoming a freedom fighter, he 
began to save speeches and begin to preach about a God who still remembers his people. When I think of this, this reminds me of the Bible in Exodus. When we come to the book of Exodus, this is the second book of the Bible. When we think of the word Exodus, E-X-O-D-U-S, it is simply meaning, and another translation or definition, it means exit. I believe that this is the year that we're going to exit some things. There are some exits that we need to make in this new year. I believe that we have come to this new year at this new time of this brand new month, of this brand new second month, because there are some exits that need to take place. What exits do we need to take place? Well, there are some relationships that we need to exit from. There are some toxic connections that we need to exit from. There are some people that we need to exit away from. There are probably some situations that we're dealing with that we have to exit from. How do we get out of our trouble? How do we exit out of things? When we look to God, God is able to get us out of what we are in. God has the power to give you a great exit in the midst of what's going on in your life. Many people are still walking in the same place, walking in the same thing, doing things every single day, but we still need to exit. I don't know about you, but I'm glad this morning that God made me exit out of some things. The reason why we need to exit out of some things is because we cannot stay in a stag a place of stagnation. We cannot stay in a place where we're stuck in the same period and the same time. But we have to move forward. When we when we study the word of God, the people in the scriptures were always in a place of movement. Every single person that has been called by God and positioned by God has to go through an exit. Why do we have to go through an exit? In order for God to really use you, you have to exit out of some things. When we study miracles, whenever Jesus did a miracle, the person never returned back to what was in their sickness or in their time of sickness. But after they got healed, they began to move. I don't know about you, but after you receive your miracle, it is also important that you have to move your mind and your body. No, it's no point of walking around with a new thing and you still got some old things you have to hold on to. But this is the time that you have to move forward. Yes, we're in this moment of Black History Month, and we even can celebrate the many people who have moved forward. They did not allow KKK to stop them. They did not allow Bill Connor to stop them. They did not allow Jim Crow to stop them. They did not allow less resource to stop them, but they decided to move forward. That was when history called the Great Migration in the year 1910 to 1970, where black people moved from the states where it was low and it was desolate, but they moved to greater north cities. Why? Because they knew that there were great opportunities going forward. This is a time where we have to move 
forward. I want you to understand that no matter what you're going on, no matter what's going on in your life, this is the time to move forward. I'm moving forward in my life. I'm moving forward in my relationship. I'm moving forward in my connections. This is the hour and this is the time where we have to move. I understand that many people want to be nostalgic and many people want to stay in what happened years ago, but this is the time where we have to move. I don't know where you are, but it's time to move. I want you to type that in. We need to move. We need to move no matter what's holding us down. We need to move no matter what's trying to keep us there. This is the time where we have to move. The children of Israel were in a place, in a very bad place. But even in your storm, the good thing is that God is there with you. When we look at Exodus, this is, like I said, a book of movement. This is a book where we have to go for more. We need to move forward. When we come to that first verse, verse 23 said, After a long time, the king of Egypt died. I want to stop right there. The king of Egypt died. Now, when we come to Exodus chapter one, verse, verse six, verse uh, chapter one, verse six, it said, then Joseph died and his brothers and the whole generation, but the land was filled and multiplied. We know that part. When we get to verse number eight, it said, now a new king arose over Egypt who did not know Joseph. He said, the people who looked and said they were more numerous and powerful. Come, let us deal with them shrewdly. Now, when we come to chapter 2, verse 23, it said, after a long time, the king of Egypt died. Well, when I look at chapter 1, the king that put them in oppression now has died. You see, many people deal with trifling and mean people. I want to bring this point. But we as Christian believers don't have to fight them. If we hold our peace and let the Lord fight our battles, he will take care of it. Don't you realize the person that tries to oppress you, the person that tried to abuse you, you don't have to worry about them. God has the power to take those people who have bothered you, who have done things wrong to you, and he will take care of it. You don't have to try to fight your battles. You don't have to fight for it. God will take care of it. God will take care of those who try to attack you, who try to abuse you. You don't have to try to fight for something. God will take care of it. It said after a long time, the king of Egypt died. When death happens, that means that life is right there. I didn't understand this concept, but when I was studying and looking at this, I understood that when things happen, when it seems like there's an, a, there is a blockage, God will know how to open things up. God will know how to turn things around. So we realize he said the Israelites groaned under their slavery and cried out. And when they cried out, out of their slavery, they helped rose to God. 
You see, I want you to understand something. In life, you have to cry. I remember I was reading a quote on this restaurant that I went to last week Sunday. And it said that it said that crying doesn't mean sadness. It said crying also means you're alive. Because when we go through things, the hardest thing you can do is stay quiet. But when you're going through something tough, you have to cry. You have to let out your tears. You have to let out what's paining you. You have to let out what's hurting you. Why? Because when you let it out, it means that there is a release that comes. Have you ever noticed that when you go through something hard and you tried to bottle it in, you tried to keep it in and it made things worse. I want to tell you something. No matter how hard you feel, let it out. You have to cry it out. You have to shed your tears. You have to shed tears even when people may laugh at you. You got to shed tears when the pain is so severe. You have to shed your tears when things don't make sense. You have to shed tears when you get that eviction notice. You have to shed tears when they take things away from you. Let your crying out. You have to cry no matter what you go through. Let it out and cry. Last year... I lost my grandmother and the day that she passed was a big shocker to me. Not going to be a lie. I'm going to be very honest. And I remember I was crying when I saw her before she, before they, you know, uh, put the bag over her and, you know, in that nature. And I looked and I began to cry. I got on my knees in that hospital, hospital room and cried and let it out. Because I was a caretaker. You see, it's easy for men to try to act like things don't bother us. But when, you, when you're in that moment of heaviness, you have to let it out. And as I began to let it out, I began to just understand that as a human, I'm supposed to cry. I'm supposed to let it out. But as a Christian, I'm supposed to also stand and know that, yes, I'm crying because right now I know that she's gone. But I'm also going to stand and celebrate because I know that she's with the Lord. You see, even in the midst of your crying, God will still give you some strength. And I remember after I was crying and feeling sad, I was like, God, why, why? But then I had to realize the psalmist when it said, my God, my God. Why has thou forsaken me? Oh, I know that many of us go through moments where we feel like there is some forsaking. We feel like things are gone. We feel like things are hurting. Things are painful. But God, we need you. You see, we need the Lord when we go through those moments. We need God when we go through all of the times and the pain. Why? Because we know that God is the one that hears us. But then as we cry out to God, God hears our cries. Oh, that's good news for us because we know that no matter how painful life is, no matter how hard life is, God remembers your cries. 
God heard you. You see, I don't know about you, but when I pray to God, I don't pray to try to be fancy. I don't pray to try to be cool. But when I pray to God, I know that he hears my cry. I know that when I pray to God, he hears me. Oh, I know that when God, when I pray to him, I know that he's right there in the midnight hour. Is there anybody here that can say, Lord, I thank you for hearing my prayers. Lord, I thank you for hearing what he's done for me. You see, I'm reminded of an old song. I remember I was listening to one of my favorite preachers by the name of Reverend C.L. Franklin, who was the father of Aretha Franklin. And I remember he sung a song before he began to preach. And the song, the lyrics of it says, I love the Lord. He heard my cry and pitted every groan. And as long as I live, I hasten to his throne. You see, that first part says, I love the Lord. He heard my cry. I love the Lord because he heard me in the midnight hour. Oh, he heard me when people were not away away from me. He heard me when I was going through hard times during the day. Oh, he heard me when I was grieving and feeling sadness. Oh, he heard me when I had to still stand up and preach the word with pain in my heart. Oh, he heard me when I had to preach and I had to wipe the tears out of my eyes before standing before the people of God. He heard me. I'm glad this morning that the Lord heard me. Uh, He's the one that heard you in the midnight hour. He heard you when you was crying before you got to your job. He he heard you as you took your lunch break and was crying as you're eating your lunch. He heard you as you was leaving your job to go back home. He heard you. I don't know about you, but God can hear you. Uh, He knows how to hear you in the midnight hour. He knows how to be there for you. Aren't you glad this morning that yes, I was going through hard times. Yes, I'm still going through hard times. But God still heard me. Mm. Is there a witness in here that can say, Lord, I thank you for you hearing me in the midnight hour. Oh, I'm glad that God heard me. He heard me when no one else wanted him. When I tried to talk on the phone to other people, they did not want to hear me. When I tried to talk to everybody else, they did not want to help me. But when I called on the Lord, he heard me. Ah, When I called on the Lord, he sat down and took a listen to what I was saying. Ah, I'm just glad that I can say, have a little talk with Jesus. Tell him all about your trouble. Tell him about what's going on. Tell him how you feel. Is there anybody? here that says, God, I thank you for hearing my prayer. The children of Israel cried out, but then God heard their cry. But then God remembers his covenant. Oh, because when I go to the verse, it said, God heard their groanings and God remembered his covenant with Abraham. Isaac and Jacob. I want to say that God heard their groaning. You see, he heard that they was feeling the pressure. They were groaning. They were moaning. They were feeling the pain. But then God remembered his covenant mm. with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Let me let me stop right there. He remembered his covenant. Don't you know that God has a great memory? 
Oh, the, the good news is that no matter what promise God gives you, he does not forget it. You may feel like God's forgotten you. You may feel like God has left you, but God has never left you. Oh, you may feel like, well, I don't know how I'm going to make it. I don't know what am I going to do next. I don't know how I'm going to move forward, but God remembers you. Oh, he remembers you in the midnight hour. He remembers you in the time of when you felt like things wasn't bad. He remembers you. Aren't you glad that God remembers you? He remembered you when you felt like nobody, everybody forgot you. The phone stopped ringing. People stopped calling you, but he still remembers you. People stopped checking on you after your family member died, but God still remembered you. People walked away from you, but God has never remembered. He never forgot you. Is there anybody here that says, Lord, I thank you for remembering me. Not only does he remember you, but remember his promise. Every single promise that God gives you, it shall come to pass. Every single vision that God gives you, it shall come to pass. Every single thing that you've been trying to figure out, God is going to work it out. You may be trying to figure out, God, I don't know. What am I going to do next? But if you look to the Lord, he will help you in your time of storm. Not only do the children of Israel cry out, God heard their prayer, but he remembered his covenant. His covenant. God remembers what he told Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. You see, this God is a generational God. This God doesn't just remember what you just did, but he also remembers the covenant that he gave your great-grandfather, your great-great-grandfather, your great-great-grandfather, your great-great-grandmother, your great-grandmother, and your great... Don't you know that there's prayers that your, that your parents pray for you that's coming to pass in the right timing? Don't you know that people are praying for you? For you, I'm so glad that people prayed for me, had me on their mind. I'm so glad that they prayed for me. I'm so glad that they prayed for me. Even when I was a child, before I preached the gospel, there were people praying for me. I'm so glad that the old mothers prayed for me. I'm so glad that the old deacons and the pastors prayed for me. I'm standing here today, not because I got it all together. I'm standing here because they prayed for me. Don't you know that prayer changes things? Don't you know that that you're still alive because someone's praying for you even right now. Don't you know that there are people right now supporting you? They may not be in front of your face, but they're praying for you. Don't you know that a prayer can move you forward? There's power in prayer. There's deliverance in prayer. There's safety in prayer. There is an understanding that when I stand on God's word, when I stand on his promises, I know that it will come to pass. So we understand that the people of Israel cried out. God heard their cries. God remembered his covenant. But then we understand that verse 25 said, God looked upon the Israelites and God took notice of them. God in his infinite godness, in his infinite wisdom, his infinite power, looked down and saw the children of Israel within a place of feeling very sad. He saw that they were going through hard times. God saw that we're going through slavery. He saw that they were going through a bad moment. 
But God knows that, yes, while they were going through this hard moment, the Lord was still right there. I know that many of you are feeling like, God, are you still around? But you have to understand that he walks with you. You understand that he talks with you. He understand that God is the one that tells you that you are his own. You see, yes, you're going through something right now. Yes, but God still remembers you. Is there anybody here this morning that can say, God, I thank you for remembering me. There was a man on the cross next to Jesus. And he said to him, Lord, remember me. You see, Jesus could have forgotten about him, but God was so good that he decided to remember him. He said, today you shall be with me in paradise. I don't know about you, but sometimes we're saying, Lord, remember me. Uh, is there anybody here that says, Lord, I thank you for remembering me. You see, I'm so glad that God saw me. He saw me in my messed up state. He saw me in my bad place. Uh, he saw me in my mess. He saw me in my screwed upness. He saw me when I did wrong, but yet when God saw me, he didn't forget about me. Yes, he looked at me, but he didn't look down on me. But when I'm going through my stuff, I can look up to him. Why? Because Psalm says, I will look to the hills from which cometh my help, all of my help, not some of my help, but all of my help comes from the Lord. Is there anybody here this morning? That can thank God for him being your helper. He helped you wake you up this morning. He helped you and started you on your way. He helped you even when no one wanted to help you. You see, every morning before I even get out of bed, I say, God, I thank you for waking me up. Because I thank him for being there for me. You see, I've seen the lightning flashing. I've heard the thunder roll. Sin breakers dashing, trying to conquer my soul. I heard the voice of Jesus. Jesus said, he called unto me. He promised never to leave me, never to leave me alone. Yes, I was going through something, but God would never leave you. Yes, I was going through tears in my eyes, but God never left me. Is there anybody here that can thank the Lord for what he's done? Is there anybody here that can lift their hands and say, Lord, you've been so good to me. You see, even though I may be going through something, I know that God heard my cry. I know that I'm going through something something, but he heard me and he's going to answer my prayer. I'm going to get on my knees and keep on praying. I'm going to get to the word and keep on preaching. No matter what's going on, I'm going to keep on keeping on. Why? Because God is still good. Why? Because God is still merciful. Why? Because God is still good. He's able to turn your life around. God is able to do the impossible. God is able to move your from one place to the next. Is there anybody here that can say, God, I thank you for turning my life around. God, I thank you for rescuing me. He rescued me even when no one else wanted to do it. He held me in his loving arms. He kept me with his loving power. He prayed for me. He stayed right there. Is there anybody here that can say, Lord, I thank you for being there for me. Lord, I thank you for being there for me. When I was sick in the hospital, 
I didn't know what to do, but I still said, Lord, I still thank you. Even when I went through depths in the family, I said, Lord, I thank you. Even when I went through my hard times, God, I still thank you. Is there someone here that can tell the Lord, thank you? Thank you, Lord, for what you're doing in my life. Thank you, Lord, for hearing me. Thank you, Lord, for protecting me. Thank you, Lord, for picking me up and turning me around. I got to tell him thank you. I thank him every day. I thank him every night. I thank him every chance I get. Why? Because he's been so good. Even when I go to the house of the Lord, I still lift up my hands and tell God thank you. Even when I'm going through something problematic, I still say, God, you're still good. Even though I didn't get to my next destination, I know the Lord will carry me to where I need to go. Is there anybody here that can say, God, I thank you for carrying me. God, I thank you for picking me up. God, I thank you for turning it around. Is there anybody here that can say, Lord, you've been so mighty. Lord, you've been so just. Lord, you gave us grace and mercy. That's why I can say your grace and mercy brought me through. I'm living this moment because of you. I want to thank you and praise you too because of your grace and mercy. I thank God for his grace and his mercy. It brought me through. Yes, I was feeling sad, but he brought me through. Yes, I was feeling low, but he picked me back up again. Is there anybody here that can say, God, you picked me back up again? How do you know that? Because the song says, I was sinking deep in sin, far from the peaceful shore, very deeply stained with sin, sinking to rise no more. But the master of the sea, he heard my disparate cry up from the waters. He lifted me. Now safe am I. Why? Because his love lifted me. Don't you know? Even before Valentine's come, you have a God that loves you. Yes, I know that everybody trying to figure out what love can hold you. The love of God can warm you in the coldest moments. The love of God can keep you when you don't want to be kept. The love of God can hold you in the midnight hour. Everybody's wondering, why do you have a smile on your face? It's because the Lord, he loves me. Don't you know that the Lord loves you? Don't you know that God wants to love you? You see, God, who remembers? God is the one that remembers. I don't care if people forget about you. God will never forget about you. No matter what you go through. No matter what you're doing, I'm trying to finish, but I feel something rising up. No matter how things look, God can still love you. God can still cap you. God can still keep you. God can still do the impossible. I know that everybody's trying to figure out what's going to happen next, but look to Jesus. Look to the author and the finisher of our faith. If he's the same God that can heal the sick, he's the same God that can raise the dead, he's the same God that can heal your body, then sure. Surely, he can never forget about you. Ah, this morning, I want you to know that God remembers you. That's the subject this morning. God remembers you. I want you to type that in. God remembers you. 
You can even make it personal. God remembers me. He remembers. I don't know about you, but I am determined. Every single time I preach the word, it's to point to Jesus. I know we have every we have a bunch of sermons now that point to the preacher, that point to market, that point to current event. But we need to point to Jesus. He is the author and the finisher of our faith. He is the one that keeps us and he's the one that carries us. We need to know that God still remembers. Ah, I thank God today for him to remember me. I thank God for him for doing the impossible. I thank God for him turning things around for me. I thank God that he's been so good to me. I cannot tell it all. I cannot tell it all what he's done for me. He's been so good to me. Oh, he's been better to me than I've been to myself. God remembers you. Yes, Mother William, God remembers you. Pastor K, Sister Bur- God remembers you. He remembers. God doesn't forget. People may forget about you. History may forget about you. People may walk away, but God remembers you. Oh, I want you to know that God remembers you. I want you to be encouraged and know that God still remembers. God has a promise and God is a man that cannot lie. God is so good that he can sit there and remember what he, he remembers what your mother prayed for. He remembers what your grandfather prayed for. And that prayer is the reason why you're still here. I know for myself, I know that when my grandparents prayed for me, I know when my late grandfather, Reverend Benjamin S. Kelly prayed for me, he prayed that I still be here. And I'm still here because he prayed for me. My grandmother, Mother Kelly, used to pray for me. That's why I'm still here. My grandmother, Grandma Sharon, you still pray for me. Grandpa, everybody who prayed for me is the reason why I'm still here. Every single prayer that you pray, God remembers. I want you to know today that no matter whatever you go through, look to the Lord. Look to Jesus. Look to him. Come to Jesus. When you come to Jesus, you don't have to look around and look for others coming. If you come and focus, focus on you, he will take care of you. If you focus on the Lord, the Lord will carry you and pick you up. The Lord will help you in your time of need. Is there one? Is there one? I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. The church doors is open. Come by letter Christian experience, water baptism. If you want to be saved, we need the Lord to save us, to rescue us. To help us, to fix us, to do the impossible. Is there one? Is there one that says, Pastor, I need to know about this Jesus that you're preaching about. I need to know about the Lord that you're preaching about. I need to know. You see, we don't just come to the Lord because grandma said it, because mama said it, because this person said it. We have to come to God for ourselves. I made a decision when I was young. I said, I want to know this Jesus that my grandfathers preached about. I want to know this Jesus that both of my grandfathers preached about. I want to know about this Jesus that my brother keeps preaching about. I want to know this Jesus that my mother keeps preaching about. Why? Because when I hear about what he's done for them, it opens my mind and my heart to know about what he can do for me. And let me tell you, so after 27 years of living, I can say the Lord has been good to me. The Lord has been so kind. 
the Lord has been so merciful. Let us continue to look to the Lord. Let us continue to look to the Lord. No matter what we go through, no matter what's going on, let us look to him. Let us now come and sow. Brother Ivo, you can put the screen up. There are many ways to give. There are many ways to give. Hope this word has blessed someone. Hope this word has blessed someone. There are many ways to give. Many ways to give. Amen. Amen. Cash app, dollar sign, Global Fire Now. Online, www.globalfirenow.com. You can text GLO, BAL 5100. And you can also Zell, Global Fire Now at gmail.com. I don't want to rob any of our of an opportunity. We need to sow. We need to sow. Amen. 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 Many ways. Many ways. Amen. 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 <clears throat> Many ways to give. Well, the Lord has moved. The Lord has spoken. So let the church say a. Amen. Amen. I'm going to be closing. I'm going to be closing. Father, we thank you, Lord, for this wonderful service. God, we thank you, Lord, for everyone that has come and worshiped with us all together. God, we thank you, Lord, for everything you're doing. God, we know that you are the one that remembers us. Lord, you are the one that provides for us. You are the one that will take care of us. You are the one that does the impossible. Lord, today, heal us. Deliver us, make us better, make us whole, and make us new. We'll give you all the glory. We'll give you all the honor. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Global is who we are. Fire is what we bring. And ministry is what we do. Everyone be blessed. Everyone be blessed. Have a wonderful, wonderful day. God bless you. God bless you. Have a wonderful day.